0: Because I want to tell you in many ways, that's what the Bible, and in particular the book of Ecclesiastes, wants to do for you. Um, It's designed in many ways to show you that what you thought you knew about life and how it works, about happiness and where it's found, is all fundamentally wrong. Uh, And we ought to be really glad to be told now, remember, uh, uh, last week, the book of Ecclesiastes took us to the edge of a great assembly, uh, if you like, to the edge of a great press conference, where the uh, kind of Tony Stark of the day, the one most eminently qualified and most abundantly resourced, uh, was about to present his findings on where to find meaning in life. Uh, he asked, you might remember, what is there in this life, that is, this life under the sun? leaving God out of it, remember, for the sake of experiment, imagining instead, it's like so many do, that life's a kind of closed system, and all we have is all we can see. What is there just in this life that we can build our life upon and direct our life toward? What is there in this life that will fully and finally and truly make us happy? And what was his answer? Remember, from the second sentence, second verse, from what we looked at last week, it was nothing. There is nothing in this life that can do those things for you. It is instead, he said, am all a mist." You remember, it's a it's a mist in the morning. Comes a mist. It's here one moment, and then gone the next. Um, It looks so solid, but you fall right through. You try to hold on to it, but it slips through your fingers. That's what life is like, he said. Even the very best of it, life's a mist. And and as we continue this week and, and keep on reading through his book, it's almost as if he wants to say to all of us in the room, and if you don't believe me, which I think if we're honest, we'd have to say most of us don't, actually if you've bought the lie that there's something here that can do all those things for you and if, and if you just had, I don't know, that thing or, or more of something, whether it's sex or stuff or pleasure or possession, if you've bought the lie that there is in this life all you need to live this life, then this author wants to say, let me walk you through the rest of my research. Let me show you how I have literally tried everything. Every contender for meaning in life, uh, every pretender that promises happiness, let me show you how all of it really is just a mist. Uh, and the place he starts, as he continues through his book, is pleasure. Have a look there, verse 1. It was read for us so well by Lauren, verse 1. Uh, I said to myself, come now, I- I'll test you with pleasure to, to find out what is good. You know, all for the sake of science. <laughs> all for the sake of research. He says, I'm going to do pleasure. And a whole lot of it. And that's what he does. Uh, there, from verse 2, uh, from laughing with friends. There, in verse 3, uh, to drinking with mates. Uh, to there, in verse 8, in the second half, I think, to, to sleeping around. Um, from achieving great achievements. To possessing great possessions think if you're like Kim Kardashian meets Bill Gates and kind of gets mashed together he appears to have it all Uh, he even says himself there verse 10 I denied myself nothing my eyes desired I said no to nothing I refused my heart no pleasure and yet deep down what does he discover you see there in verse 11 it's that it ultimately doesn't make him happy have a look verse 11 yet when i surveyed all that my hands had done and what i had toiled to achieve everything was meaningless but chasing after the wind nothing was gained under the sun now, the great uh, author George Bernard Shaw uh, said this once, very helpful. There are two sources of unhappiness in life. Uh, one is not getting what you want. The other is getting it. One is not getting what you want. The other is getting it and realising actually it's all a mist. Uh, the other is getting it and realising that's actually not enough. It's not enough to make you truly happy. You see, that's what this author discovers um, Now, I want to say, I think that's something we find so hard to believe because we never kind of get all that we want. But again and again and again, if you listen to the celebrities of our age and every age before, you find out even when they do get it all, it's really not enough. I think of a great article I read not too long ago, Michael Jordan, one of the most marketable, enviable men in all the world, the world's greatest basketball at the time. And what was the title of the article? He said, Do You Still Want to Be Like Mike? When Greatness Meets Emptiness. Michael Jordan, age 50. Th- that's what it's like, even for those who reach the top of their game, who reach the top of the pleasure mound. I think of comedians like Robin Williams or singers like Freddie Mercury, people who looked like they were having about as much fun as you could possibly have, and yet again and again and again, what did they later admit? They admit, even in those moments, it wasn't enough. See, that's what the author of this book says. That's what the teacher says. Pleasure, it's a mist. And so too, he says, is wisdom. Wisdom's a mist. You see, if the pub's not the place to find the answers to the meaning of life, uh, and who would have guessed it, uh, perhaps the classroom is. Here we are. Ecclesiastes 2. Then I turn my thoughts to consider a wisdom, and also madness and folly. And, And what does he find? Well, he finds that wisdom is better than folly. Wisdom is better than foolishness. Wisdom is good in and of itself. But, he goes on, But I came to realize that the same fate overtakes them both. I said to myself, the fate of the fool will overtake me also. What then do I gain by being wise? I said to myself, this too is meaningless. So here's his point. For all the degrees you could get, and all the marks you could earn for all the good that wisdom really does, sooner or later, just like pleasure, it fades. Sooner or later, just like pleasure, it's not enough to make you truly happy. Have you ever seen Money View Lecture as Grumpy? Yes. There you go. <laughs> then he goes on. So to his work, he says, work is a mist. Please ask these two again. So I hated life. Cheerful soul. because of the work that is done under the sun was grievous to me all of it's meaningless chasing after the wind I hated all the things I toiled for under the sun why? because I might leave them to the one who comes after me and who knows whether that person will be wise or foolish yet they'll have control over all the fruit of my toil into which I've poured all my effort and skill under the sun this too is meaningless in other words, I bust my butt all day long. And where does that leave me? Well, it leaves me leaving it all behind. All my hard work to whoever comes next. And he might be an idiot. He might wreck everything I've worked so hard to build. Work, too, it's a mist, he says. And wealth is a mist. Ecclesiastes 5. Whoever loves money, I think that almost no truer sentence in the Bible, whoever loves money never has enough. Whoever loves wealth is never satisfied with their income. This too is meaningless. Or a little bit further, Ecclesiastes 5, Ecclesiastes five verse 13, I've seen a grievous evil under the sun. Uh, wealth hoarded to the harm of its owners. Or, or wealth lost through some misfortune so that when they have children there's nothing left for them to inherit everyone comes naked from their mother's womb and as everyone comes so they depart they take nothing from their toil that they can carry in their hands now there's this great episode of the Simpsons where uh, Homer turns to Mr Burns and says you're pretty rich aren't you can't do a Homer voice I'm sorry you're pretty rich aren't you to which Mr. Burns replies, Yes, but i trade it all for just a little more. And I said, that's what wealth is like, isn't it? Enough is never enough. And even what you have never truly satisfies, does it? Uh, Sting, uh, the lead singer, of the once massive band called The Police, which I know is not your generation, but they played at the AFL Grand Final a year or two ago, so if you don't know them, it's your fault, not mine. Uh, the <laughs> Sting, the lead singer of The Police, once said, the police was a painful seven years. Everything you thought would make you happy was given to you, and then it did not make you happy. It was a horrible, but also wonderful lesson to learn where real happiness comes from. It's not from success or money, so says Sting. To see wealth, work, wisdom, pleasure—it's all a mist. <coughs> Trust me, the teacher says. I have tried them all, as much as they can be tried. All you thought you knew about what you could build your life upon—all of it's wrong. It's none of those things. As we'll see in a moment, we should be really glad to be told that. But before we get there, it's important we also need this second discovery that's made by the teacher about life and, and basically everything in it. And what's that? Well, it's that it's all also a gift. It's a good gift from a good God who loves to give you good things. See, you you might think with everything we've just heard, that if you'd kind of picture the teacher, he'd be kind of there with long face, maybe black robe, knees slightly bent, uh, hands twisted backwards, um, sort of a a life-hating wowser. But it's not so. In fact, it's actually quite the opposite. He and the God he speaks for are extremely pro life In fact, even more than we are. Why? Because this teacher, this author, sees that all of life, even though it's missed, is at exactly the same time a good gift from a good God. So have a listen to what else he says about pleasure, wisdom, work, wealth. See, on pleasure. I know there's nothing better for people than to be happy and to do good while they live. That each of them might eat and drink and find satisfaction in all their toil this is the gift of God go be happy he says find some pleasure or on wisdom Ecclesiastes 7 wisdom like an inheritance is a good thing and benefits those who see the sun so go back to class after this go and study after you hang out with us for a little while (laughs) or on work and wealth Ecclesiastes 5 this is what I've observed to be good that it's appropriate for a person to eat, to drink and find satisfaction in their toilsome labour under the sun during the few days of life God has given them for that's their lot. Moreover when God gives someone wealth and possessions and the ability to enjoy them to accept their lot and be happy in their toil, this is a gift of God. You see and this is really important. According to the teacher, life is both a mist and a gift. It's both a good gift from a good God and it's a flimsy foundation on which to build your life. Because I want to say we really ought to be glad to be told this. Why? Why? Because I want to say, this is what you need to know if you're going to make the most of life. This is what you need to know if you don't have any hope in this life of being truly happy. After all, if you remember last week, that's the point of Ecclesiastes, do you remember? To help you see life clearly, so you can live life truly, so you can be truly happy. You see, according to Ecclesiastes, if we want to do that, then these are the two things we need to know. First, that good things like pleasure, wisdom, work, wealth are exactly that. They're good things, good gifts from a good God given to us for our enjoyment. But they are also terrible things to build your life upon. Terrible things to direct your life towards. That's not why God gave them. That's not what they're for. They will let you down. They can't hold your weight. Remember last week, the little challenge we said, that next time you see a mist in the morning, go out and see if you can sit on it and see what that does. Well, the author of Ecclesiastes is saying that's exactly what happens when you try to sit on wealth or work or wisdom or pleasure. It will not hold you up. It will send you crashing down. So, of course, the question is then, if all this is true and maybe you need to think about it some more and see if you agree, it, agree with it is that how it is for you? Are these two things you know about life? Is this the way you're living your life? Are you enjoying the good things God has given you? Are you giving yourself permission to enjoy the good things God has given you whether food or friendship or family or fun? or sport, or stuff, or movies, or clothes, or work, or wealth, or wisdom, or pleasure. Are you enjoying the good things God has given you? And are you doing that without trying to make them what they were never supposed to be? Without trying to make them the, the foundation of your life or the focus of your life? See, friends, again and again and again, our world will tell us if you want to be happy, then these things are the things you have to strive for. These things are the things that will make you happy in the end, ultimately and finally. But God says, no, it's not what I gave them to you. It's not what I gave them for. Listen to what I tell you here in Ecclesiastes, he says. If you live for these things, you will not find happiness. Listen to what I say here in Ecclesiastes. And "Look at what I show you in the life of my son. If you're like the, the true wise man, the one who more than any other saw life clearly and lived life well. See Jesus knew life was a mist. Jesus knew life was a gift and he shared that life with others. Take for example pleasure. Do you remember? Jesus' very first miracle. Where was it? What was it? It was the wine. He was at a party. Jesus had a reputation of eating and drinking and and really enjoying the good things God had given and and more than that, of sharing them around like no one else could. And yet clearly he didn't live for those things. You read any more of the story. He didn't live for the gifts, he lived for the giver. And of course he told us to do that too, again and again and again. Do you remember what he said about wealth? That thing that so many of us and many in our world live for. Do you remember Luke chapter 12? Watch out. Be on your guard against all kind of greed. Life does not consist in the abundance of possessions, no matter what all the advertisers tell you. In other words, you are not measured by what you do or what you earn or what you own. That's not, in the end, what will make you happy. So friends, as we wrap it up a bit shorter this week, let me ask again, uh, just as it was for me just about 25 minutes ago as I turned left instead of right, or just as it was for me when my first darling daughter came claiming she knew the F word, have you ever thought you knew something, found out you were wrong, and been really glad to be told? You see, I hope, and I think God hopes, that today you have. Whether you've come, by the way, already trusting in Jesus or whether you haven't, if you want to be truly happy, you need to know that pleasure, wisdom, work, wealth, it's all a mist. You can't build on them. You'd be a fool to live for them. They will not make you ultimately happy. But pleasure, wisdom, work, wealth, they are all also a gift from a good God who in His Son shows us how to enjoy them rightly under His rule. Okay, we are going to have time for questions. I'll pray first, though. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much again for your word to us Uh, in all the Bible, but here in Ecclesiastes, Uh, The way you show us where true happiness is not found that we might stop searching there and come to you and particularly come to you and your son and find the kind of happiness that will uh, see us through this life and better yet see us into eternity. We pray these things for Jesus' sake. Amen.